0: Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrants Life podcast. My podcast is about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Thank you for joining me once again for another episode of an immigrant's life. Another week, another amazing story from an amazing immigrant. But more th- about that later. First, I want to thank the people that listen through Apple Podcasts slash iTunes that have given the podcast a five-star rating and some even left reviews. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate it, and it really helps the podcast. Second, if you want to know about the upcoming guests or see cool artworks or sometimes videos, you can find it on Instagram and Facebook at An Immigrant's Life. And while you're there, please go ahead and click the follow or like button. Now, let's talk about the episode. I've had amazing guests with amazing and inspiring stories, and this episode is easily in my top three favorite episodes, meaning it doesn't need any more introduction. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today our guest is another blast from my past. He's a former heartthrob, an all-around individual, and an overall great dad. He ain't no Ryan Reynolds, but he was crowned Mr. Tinglow back in 98. Everyone, please welcome Derwill Bong Santiago. That's, that's, that's a nice introduction. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> After a few tries. <laughs> how are you doing, my man? Ah, it's quite pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for doing the podcast. Oh,
1: don't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: would you like to introduce
1: yourself? Sure. Uh hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Santiago. My friends call me Bong, and Sabayan they call me Jalebi. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> oh yeah, everyone knows about that. To so those people who are working with the pioneer Jalebi Tanay, mm-hmm. with your brother.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We'll Why? get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> But oh, before yeah. <laughs> that, I wanna say congratulations with the new baby. Oh, thanks. How many kids do you have now?
1: No, I have four kids now. Mm. Yeah, there's a long gap between my uh, the youngest one, and then unexpected baby came out.
0: How much? Uh, how much years are the difference?
1: Well, fifteen years.
0: Fifteen years. How do yeah, you feel that's... about going back on changing diapers and all that after not oh, doing my it for goodness.
1: years? I feel like this is the first baby that I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Yeah, it's quite really hard because before I didn't do that to my firstborn child because I was away from home.
0: Mm. Congratulations. So let's start. Okay. Where are you originally from? Well, originally,
1: I'm from Philippines. Town of Tanay, and there's a barangay there. What do you call them in English? Barangay. It's a zone in the town. Yeah. So from Barangay, mm Paulo. Mm-hmm. That's part cool. of Tanay.
0: Mm-hmm. So family background, mom and dad, siblings. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I got three siblings, and I'm the middle. Mm. Yeah,
0: mom and dad are still together.
1: No, my dad was passed away already. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and my mom
0: is still in Sao Paulo, and they're good, very good. They're doing all right, good yeah. to hear, good to hear. Yeah, so describe your childhood in the Philippines was it good? What did you do for fun? Or sure.
1: my child was uh, really good because I was being. <laughs> <laughs> when I was child, I really did pass away while I was away, home, outside,
0: just playing, That's it. <laughs> just causing trouble. Yeah. Do you have any favorite childhood memory that you could recall?
1: Well, I always uh, playing with uh, my best friend, Harold. Yeah, going out and, uh, you know, uh, Maglangoy. What do you call that in English? Maglangoy. S- swimming. <laughs> yeah, swimming in the river. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to, always. And bought past this, this best friend of mine, Harold, was we have a dream that someday we're going to have uh, the big bike, like uh,
0: CBR. Like a motorcycle?
1: Yeah. Oh, sweet but it didn't happen. <laughs> it's just a dream.
0: Yet. Oh, it doesn't happen yet. Exactly. Mm, yeah. You're not done. You're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just to give you a background with me and Bong, I met Bong back in college and that's when he won Mr. Tin Globe as oh, in the introduction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this guy is my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after college, I'd like to think you started working. What kind of jobs did you have in the Philippines before deciding to work abroad?
1: Yeah, no, uh, during college, at the same time, I was working.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I was a working student that time. Like I'm working as a crew. And at the Mm Jollibee and at the same time, I'm doing mascoting, like mascot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you were the mascot for Jollibee. You're the guy inside the mascot.
1: Yeah. in Rizal, all Rizal. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. How was
1: that? Uh, That's pretty good because it's you can earn money for just 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because that time, $300, 300 pesos. It's it's good amount money for thirty minutes. That's good for me. Yeah, and uh, I I love it.
0: Yeah, do you have to go to a birthday party or things like yeah. that? Yeah,
1: birthday party or school. Yeah, then sometimes
0: other places in Rizal. Mm. So, how long do you last inside the costume? Oh, it's uh, the maximum is
1: forty-five minutes really hot it's supposed to be just 30 minutes <laughs> oh my god I almost uh, collapse. if you if you reach the 45 minutes you'll get collapsed.
0: really what do you do when
1: it's hot? Well nothing you can do because it's uh, it's not allowed to remove the uh, the head because there's a lot of childrens around you that maybe they can see oh Javi is just a person it's just a man. Yeah so, but children's believe that jolly oh it's like a like a toy
0: yeah he's a character happiness to the children
1: yeah it's character yeah.
0: so if you take out the head the magic is gone
1: oh yeah that's really really hard and if you take off the head you will find yourself like totally wet sweat <laughs> <laughs> drenched yeah and then you can you can squeeze your uh, you can squeeze your uh, your, shirt. <laughs> your shirts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually don't have shirts. <laughs> what
2: so are you what wearing? You mean you're like you're <laughs> naked
1: inside. It's not really naked. You're just wearing underwear, uh, boxer. Yeah, boxer. And my shirts was uh, tying up on my head so that all my uh, my powis uh,
0: sweat not going down. Oh yeah, not going down to your to your eyes. So what happens when you itches? Like, let's say your armpit is itchy. What do you do? Oh, nothing you can do. You have to... <laughs> can you just go yeah. to the washroom and just like, oh, t- two minutes, I'm going to
2: go and...
1: No, no, you can't.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: It's not allowed. So before you were that uh, uh, character, you have to pee you have to drink water because it's not allowed to remove once you wear it that's really hard at the same time you're dancing
0: oh yeah you you have to dance too so how did you get offered that job well that time there's a party there's a party that uh,
1: we are going to, to to appear there and we tried to call the the, the person who's doing the mascot. But unfortunately, he's not available. And one of my managers asked me, why don't you worry? And he was shocked. He was shocked. Oh, okay, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I was uh, once the assistant of my uh, boss, my manager. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try? Just just dance, just dance. Because uh we don't have a time to call any, anybody who's uh, doing a uh, mascot. Okay, then I'll try. Then they shocked on me that I know how to dance. <laughs> okay, any music you put it in. <laughs> yeah, roll on. Oh, that's it. Then uh, they offered me a job. If I if I want to do some
0: mascoting, they offer me, I accept the job. Mm-hmm. And then from then on you became the mascot. Yeah. Every every party that
1: uh we have there in Tanay, in every part of Rizal, actually.
0: So you're all over the province? Yeah.
1: yeah. Whenever they need me, okay, I just said, okay, let's go. Let's do it. It's good money. <laughs> yeah, it's a good money. Just 30 minutes. All you need to do is to dance.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then still you have a meal after mm. that. That's awesome. So where do you live currently? Well, currently I live
1: here in Medicine Hat. Alberta, Canada, mm-hmm. with my whole family, my wife, my poor kids,
0: happily living here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is Canada the first country you migrated to? No, this is the third country that I immigrate.
1: Uh First, I was immigrating in Kuwait, mm. but just for one year.
0: Oh, okay. What made you decide to migrate?
1: Well, that's the time that I was uh, being married. Oh. Yeah. So it's really hard to work in the Philippines because it's those salaries not enough. Especially when you have two kids. This, that was 2003. Mm-hmm. 2003 when I went there. And I got two kids that time. It's really hard life in the Philippines.
0: Yeah. There's not much opportunity. So it was your family that helped, that made you decide to move and migrate. So why did you choose Kuwait to migrate to?
1: I actually didn't choose. It just wherever or whenever they accept me and offer me a job, I'll go
0: for it.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. whichever
0: country, it's okay for me just to have a job. Oh, and who helped you with the migration process? Well, agency. Well, was there a person that told you, like, "Hey, let's go to this agency"?
1: That time, uh, yeah, yeah. There is a person which is, uh, I think you know him. It's his name is. Uh, his name is Trudel, mm-hmm. because uh, his mother was uh, one of the recruiter mm-hmm. that time. So his mother was uh asking me if I like to go and work at Kuwait.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually don't know what kind of work that I'm going through there.
0: They just offer you the job like without saying what it is?
1: Yeah, they just offer you a job. Uh, uh do you want to go to Kuwait? Work in Kuwait? Uh in cinema, in cinema. I was thinking cinema. I don't know what job is there in cinema.
0: You, li- you mean like a movie theater?
1: Yeah, mm. in a movie theater. So, okay, okay, let's accept it. Then, okay, I went there. And after like two to three months, and go. Apply. Mm. Was it hard to apply? It is. It is really hard to apply because there's uh, three interviews before uh, you can take those jobs.
0: Mm. And there was a lot of people applying for that position, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people applying.
0: And what was the requirements?
1: Oh, there's a lot of requirements like uh, your background and your working experience. Just that time, my work experience is just uh, a Jollibee. Mm. So that's all I have. But it's nice because they accept me.
2: Mm.
0: So they, when you applied, you still didn't know the job? Or they finally like revealed, like, oh, by the way, this is what you're going to do?
1: Yeah. Uh, when you applied, it, they explained to us that this is the job that you're going to work there.
2: Mm.
1: That All you have to do, it, actually, it's related. It's related to my job experience, what I'm applying for. Because it's still it's uh, food industry, that was they said, food industry. Mm. And yeah, it's good. It's like you have to cook popcorn,
2: mm. popcorn
1: um, uh, giving all the drinks, like doing
0: teal counter. So I guess so, I'm swap on that. <laughs> so you were an attendant, a movie theater attendant.
1: Yeah, movie theater attendant. At the mm-hmm. same time, I didn't know that we we're going to uh, as an usheret They call it an usherette. Mm-hmm. What to what... You sit sit down there inside the cinema? Sometimes just watching and sleep inside <laughs> while while the, <laughs> while the customer
0: is watching. Okay, so oh, I remember this in the Philippines. Growing up, when we go to the theaters, there's a person that holds the flashlight. To show the way to the customer. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Kuwait, it's a very conservative country. How's, the work, how's that works with the women and the men? Are they separated? How, how does it work? Well, in Kuwait, it's actually not really
1: strict. Mm. It, it's just like... Uh, Almost open, open country. Almost open country, because uh, they can go with the uh, with the friends together with the friends in some park. Unlike other country, Muslim country that which is very strict, like Riyadh. Compared to Riyadh, it's really
0: bad. Oh yeah, so Kuwait is loose with their rules. So let's say. Yeah. You want to take out a woman that's not even your girlfriend? Are you guys allowed to sit together? Yes, it's allowed there. It's it's a bit open now in Kuwait. Oh, okay. I, yeah. That's that's nice. that's nice to know cuz you know in the news they make you believe like oh this country, you know, the men and women are separated. Yeah, and mostly also in Kuwait they are allowed to go out without
1: the what do you call that? Hijab. Tarha, Tarha. I think Tarha.
0: It's mm-hmm. allowed not to wear that. there. Yeah. Oh, but they have to wear uh, yeah. the, the cover for the hair? Or it's okay? No, it's okay. Only
1: oh. the, the blouse, what do you call that? I forgot.
0: Okay. So let's get back to your migration story a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the day you left Philippines, when you landed in Kuwait, was there a person that met you? To show you around, to drive you? Yeah, the company has a person to to
1: to drive us to the accommodation. So all the Filipino was all together in one accommodation, mm. together with the ladies. Yeah. First floor, all the Filipino uh, men, second floor, all Filipino women, the third floor. Mix, it's mixed now. It's Indian, uh Syrian, Egypt, Egyptians. How come the Filipinos have their own floors? I don't know. Probably because one of the Filipinos, was uh Pilipina, I mean Filipina mm-hmm. was the girlfriend of the boss. Oh
0: so... She ran the shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow. So <laughs> that's why. <laughs> so they they pay for in Filipino too okay that's yeah. that makes sense so let's just just backtrack just a little bit so when you landed at the airport, you met the guy he you were on the on the you rode on the car i'm assuming yeah right what was ha- what was going through your mind how was your how, how were you feeling well it's makes emotion actually that was my first
1: time, and it's really I was nervous, and I don't know what is uh, what should, what should I do?
2: Hmm.
1: I don't know, and it's really really hard to work with the uh, you know other people, which is you don't know yet, right? Like you have to do some yeah, getting along, yeah, getting along with them. Mm-hmm. With other nationalities.
2: Mm. So it's, it's
1: really hard for the first time, first-timer. After a while, I realized they're good. At least there's a Filipino there. Mm.
0: So was the apartment close to your work?
1: I know. It's like you have to travel like five to eight kilometers
0: Mm. Well, how do you get to work?
1: Well, we have, we have a service. The company has a service. Oh, okay. Like a minivan. Like every morning, drop and pick up. And it's good. But unfortunately, the job was uh, <laughs> really... What do you call this? Not, not, it's, it's like not the same offer that they give us in the Philippines mm. and when you come there it's not that job that you're going to work. because before I, I mean like if the job offer that you signed up is in the cinema like a theater but when I come there it's not our job yet before mm. then I'm selling uh, coin I'm selling corn in a cup. That's the our job first. Before we get there in the cinema. We are what selling corn like in the supermarket, we are selling a cup in a coin. Yeah, we're
0: doing that. Oh, so you were you were not working in the cinema, you're working somewhere else. Yeah, for the
1: I think for half month, uh, or half uh, a year, half a year.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay, we were working like that first.
0: Wow. How
1: did yeah. you feel that? Well, I'd be like,
0: oh, <laughs> oh, you were devastated.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was really disappointed on that.
2: Hmm.
0: Must be rough.
1: Yeah. And then after half, half a year, then all of us were was uh, taking out from that uh, work and put it in, into the right job, Mm. which is in cinema.
0: Did you ask them, did you approach your boss saying like, hey, I wasn't hired for this?
1: Yeah, actually, all of us, all of my uh, co-worker was approached them. That, oh, we're supposed to be in cinema, right? And they explain it to us that the boss was explaining to every one of us that uh, there is another business that he is uh, working to so okay everyone understand that but most of them don't want to work on that on that uh, cooking some coin
2: hmm.
1: outside the cinema so they take it out all those uh, person who doesn't like to work At the coin. And put it in in the right uh, job. And And, it's good. But the pay was the same? Ah, The pay is the same. Yeah. And then after a year, it gets uh, bankrupt. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) The boss. uh, The cinema? Yeah. It was private owned by our boss. And then the uh, the government was asking for a percentage for that
2: hmm.
1: and he didn't accept that so the government was taking over the cinema and buy the old, buy all the shares so my boss was kicking out from that
2: hmm.
0: and what happened to you guys send home oh.
2: they sent us home
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they sent us what? home but we asked for a pre-ticket. Yeah, all of us, uh, I think we are more than a hundred Filipinos.
0: hundred people was sent home like in an instant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Life is really hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I didn't enjoy it.
0: Okay, so you went home. Did you work in the Philippines again or did you try to migrate again?
1: I, I try to migrate again but it's take it take like uh take like two years when I stay at philippines
0: mm-hmm. what were you doing while you were in the philippines well where to go the tricycle driver <laughs> yeah I'm doing tricycle driving mm-hmm.
1: then good thing is the my mother in law she has two store and she let us to handle that at the store. So that's the good thing that I have a mother-in-law that gave us like it's, it's like my own business
0: now. Yeah, it's quite pretty good. Okay. So at this time, when you were selling the vegetables and whatnot, how many kids did you have then? Well, at that time I got three kids. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> three. <laughs> I got kids. Three kids. Yeah. Wow. And what was going through your mind? I gotta go, I gotta go back. I gotta go back.
1: Definitely. (laughs) I have to go back. And it was, yeah, desperately thinking, oh, what should I do? Should I, this money that I was uh, earning from the, selling vegetables, is not enough for us. Hmm. Yeah. The kids were still growing, growing up. And I think I had to go. Hmm. Other country to have a job there. Then I asked my, I have no money even. I don't, I don't have money to apply for another job. And my mother in law was really, really kind. She gave me money. Oh, because you want to apply for a job in another country? I will support you. I will support your family. Wow. And, oh, thanks, God. That's really kind of you, Mom.
0: That's amazing.
1: And, yeah, she was really.
0: So, did you go back to the same recruiter or you went somewhere else? Yeah, I go back to the same people. Yeah, but they but, mess you up, dude.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's it's not about the 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 agent because there's an agent in the Philippines and there's an agent uh, to that country that I went before.
2: Mm.
1: It's different case. Yeah, and then. The job that I am applying for was uh, I I knew the company because that time before I left that Kuwait, mm. I know that the company was hiring, and I know that it's good company. Mm-hmm. So when I am applying at the Philippines at the agency,
2: mm.
1: oh this this uh this company is really good. So I didn't hesitate to apply for it. Okay. yeah, actually that company and it's that company is from UK
0: it's it's a coffee shop okay so you applied and then you were sent to riyadh yeah okay. i was thinking I'm, they're going to
1: send me on the open country like uh bahrain or
0: dubai what do you mean open country
1: like it's open the, you can drink or liquor in bahrain which is it is inside the middle east right Mm-hmm. It's a Muslim country. It's supposed to be... The liquor was banned.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's they opened that. It's an open
0: country now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like Dubai. Mm-hmm. It's open. Dubai, okay, Bahrain. So you're all hoping you, you'll get there, but then they, you end up in Riyadh. Yeah. I end up in this really,
1: really strict place. <laughs> yeah, it is really strict. You can't even... Uh, talk to same Filipino, like, oh, this Filipino, uh, hey, ate, You're just saying hi, mm-hmm. you can't. Otherwise, somebody will uh, tell to the, what they call that? There's Mutawa, they call Mutawa.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, then they will get caught. They will call police, they will go, oh, these guys, uh, even you don't have any relation with that girl. You just, uh, you just greet them. You just greet a lady. That hi, how are you doing? Kamusta, kabayan? Something like that. And somebody heard. Oh, they will find a way to 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 ask the police. Oh, this guy and that girl has a relationship. No. Yeah, and I was being jailed also at Riyadh. You got sent to jail. Yeah, they sent me to jail because uh, during prayer time, during prayer time, I was uh, I was inside the the store, which is not allowed during the prayer time. During the prayer time, when you heard the the salah, if you heard that, you're supposed to be outside the store, outside the uh, the business. Why? I don't know. You just need to turn up the light. That's it. That is the belief. That is the culture. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You have to go outside, stay outside, at your store. Mm -hmm. Turn up the light. Nobody in there. Supposed to be no one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why it's really really strict. Otherwise, if they saw you, that you are there, inside the uh, store, they will send you a jail that's what happened to me
0: what were you doing in the store were you working
1: uh, yeah I'm working and then I was just uh, trying to to rest take a break because mm. there's uh, two prayers during at night one is six one is eight something like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: at that time it was 6pm and I was inside the store and then the police saw me and I was, there's someone there and they knock on the door of the store. Come on, let's go. And they just try
0: to pull my arm. Let's go. Whoa. Did you, did you know this rule before that? Or... Yeah. I, I know that. I know that, but I was, I was hiding. I was trying to hide, but they, they saw me already. Oh my God. Okay. So they grabbed you, brought you to jail. How's that experience?
1: Oh, really bad. It was uh, three hours. <laughs> I, was, I almost cry because, you know, when you when you hear a jail. Do you know what the people
0: there, <laughs> you know, what are they going to do? We don't know. Tell us.
1: It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, they're trying to plan something on you, like planning some bad. Rape you? Things to do on you, might be, might be, because I heard one of my, one of my co too, he was being raped there. He was raped? Yeah, he was being raped
0: by the poor Arab at the jail. And they are prisoners too, in the jail? Yeah, it's a man, man to man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, Arab. So you were afraid, were you sitting down? Were there's people around you or
1: yeah. Really, really afraid. And I was thinking that no matter what happened, I'm ready to punch these guys. <laughs> I will I will punch this guy on the face, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're trying to to punch this guy and they get bleed, oh, that's a serious offense.
0: But they're prisoners. Yeah. And they're trying to rape you. Yeah. And you still get in trouble for that? For sure.
1: Yes. <laughs> I was really scared. Why? Because the uh, uh, people in are, uh, it's an Arab, right? If they saw blood in your face, they think you're going to kill them. Oh, that's a serious offense. Either way, you got to pay or
0: get being in jail for many years. Mm. So you don't have to answer this. I'm assuming you didn't get raped. Ah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> hey, you, you, know, you never know. Your friend got raped, yeah. like you said. So thank God you didn't. How did they decide that you were out after three hours?
1: You know, I asked my my coworker to call the boss immediately before they grab me at the store. Mm. Yeah, so they're picking me up. What but, took but, 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 but so long? I thought it would take you so long. I was really, I almost pee on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's just mm. really, oh my, it's embarrassing, but. The... <laughs>
0: it's not embarrassing. I will shit my pants. <laughs> oh my God. I was really, sh- I was shaking. Oh, mm. That's really bad. But your employer came to save you?
1: Yeah, my employer came. Your employer, yeah.
0: Mm. Was he mad at you when he picked you up, give you shit? Or did he charge you extra? Yeah, they're they mad at me because uh, they explained the rules already.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They uh, they told me that, all oh, this thing is not allowed. But you didn't. <laughs> Why did yeah. you stay inside? Well, I'm trying to take a rest. That's why I'm staying inside. But I turned the light.
0: But they nobody the saw me. That's <laughs> called. Me there. You're nuts, dude. I would never <laughs> ever do that. So lesson learned, no? <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, lesson learned. God damn. But you mentioned that you had a friend in the store. Did he know that you were sleeping? Or where was he? They're still there, but they hide good uh, good place that they hide. Oh, so they were inside in this inside the store too. Yes. How come they only? How come the police only pick you up? How come they didn't pick them up? Because I was on the really on the it's the the window was glass, so
1: I was there on the chair.
0: Oh, uh, they saw you clearly. But again yeah. uh, Okay, so they pick you up, and then they your co-worker showed up. Yeah. But they didn't pick them up. They only pick you up. No, they didn't saw them. The police uh, didn't saw them. But how did you tell them, hey, call my manager? Or, or did they f- just figure out, like, hey, Bong got picked up?
1: Because I, I knew it was going to happen. I know that they're going to
0: take me jail. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy, man. Oof. So, when you're going through those hard times, and I'm sure you were shaken up with that experience, who was the person that you leaned on the most and possibly became your mentor during your time in Riyadh? Well, during that time in Riyadh, uh,
1: I was leaning on my my co-worker, which is, uh, we, we live in the same room. He always telling me, if you have a dream, you should do something about it to make it possible. Hmm. He always telling me like that. And hmm. I was... Thinking about that, uh, because really, I, what comes, it comes. That's that's what I'm thinking. What comes, it comes. That's it. I will do it. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a concrete dream, like oh, I want this done uh, someday. I'll just uh, keep doing what I'm, what's come. That's it.
0: Mm. You know what I mean. Yeah, I I completely understand. It's very Filipino way. Mm-hmm. Just if it comes, it comes. I'm not gonna extend my arm, but if it comes, I'll be the best. I'll be ready. Yeah. But still on my
1: mind. I still have like a goal that I need to to pursue. Mm. Like here here in in Canada. I didn't expect that I'm going to to settle down here. I didn't expect mm. that. I didn't plan that. Uh, oh, I want to go there. I let's
2: didn't plan uh, that.
0: Yeah, let's let's stay in Riyadh though. You know, we'll okay. talk about Canada later. So okay, so yeah, go ahead. Like in Riyadh,
1: oh, I was also having fun there. Really fun in Riyadh, and just enjoying the job. That I'm doing, mm-hmm.
0: that's really good. And what were you doing? Well,
1: when I came at Riyadh, as my job is barista, mm. like making a coffee, making a good coffee experience to the customer. Always smile. In they know that Filipinas are always smiling. Mm-hmm. Then after six months, there's a competition or barista for uh, coffee making
2: mm-hmm.
1: then I just I just want to try it I just want to try it and when I try it I didn't expect that I'm gonna want on that because uh, you know I make a drinks so fast I'm not uh <laughs> he's not bragging
0: yeah I just enjoy enjoying the job mm. It was was it like in the comp- in the company or was yes. it like an outside? It's it's a
1: company first. Before it's a company first, you have to you have to compete with the other store first, each stores, because in Riyadh and Riyadh, Jeddah, because uh Saudi Arabia was being there's a three major provinces. All of them was uh competing. They're trying to search each stores, each store in, in Riyadh, each stores, they have to compete. So whoever whoever won on that competition, so that's that's the one who's going to represent the Jeddah or the Riyadh. And then they're going to, to compete those three cities. Wow. And whoever won on those three, they're going to Dubai.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to Dubai to compete another uh, store there. And then from Dubai, they're going to compete all the Middle East.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Middle East. And then after the Middle East, if you wanted the Middle East, you're going to UK. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Wow. I, and... I didn't get
1: that UK. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just in the Middle East. You. So you uh, were
0: 2007 Barista of the Year in yeah. Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't expect that because I was I just enjoying it, I was enjoying it, mm. and it's really fun, and you can learn lots of things from there.
0: Wow! All right. So, did that open opportunities for you? Did you make money?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, that that's the great deal for me, because uh, they offer me, uh, the uh, training manager, or the Saudi Arabia. Mm. I was uh, traveling from store to store, and sometimes they asked me to travel from provinces mm-hmm. to train someone there, and they send me all the new guys, like mostly Filipino.
0: That's awesome. Mostly Filipino. Mm-hmm.
1: I was I was happy, and then especially when you know at this moment that all those uh, staff that you train for is now a manager.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's keep me plattered. That's really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it makes you feel good when people advance that you you train.
1: Yeah, they're
0: all manager now. Oh, wow. So from being a mentee, now you become a mentor.
1: Yeah, and that is great.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm happy for that. I'm happy for them, actually. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. Yeah, thanks. So it feels like other than the being sent to jail, I feel like you're having fun in Riyadh compared to Kuwait. Yeah. Why so? It is. Because
1: I really enjoy my job in Riyadh mm. compared to Kuwait. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> selling <laughs> corn. It, yeah, selling corn, sending you to the provinces. The most uh Small, very small villages, some kind of like that in Kuwait. I I hate that. I cried a lot on that. What do you mean? And Because there's there's not a lot of people there, very far from the city. And I really hate that.
0: And uh, were those the moments that you felt like quitting? Definitely, yes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I want to go home that time. Actually, not, not only me, one of my coworker,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, some of the Filipino they just asked their mom, Mom, can you send me money? I want to go home now. Wow, oh, they sent money and they went home, they went back home.
0: And you didn't have that option,
1: yeah. No, I don't have that option because I don't have money, I don't want to ask my, my mother in law to, Oh, well, <laughs> send me. I said, I'm not that rich. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you're traveling around in Riyadh having fun you know enjoying teaching you know new people how to
1: how to do coffee, huh?
0: Yeah When did the idea of Canada came in Well actually
1: um uh, I have an aunt here I have an aunt here which is uh they're working in a restaurant restaurant it's uh Montana, Montana Cookhouse Salon and Mm -hmm. Swiss LA. So, my auntie was uh, asking me if if I like. Well, I told her, you know me, whatever it is, if it's a job, I will take it. Mm -hmm. Then, that was uh, 2008 when when she was giving me that, uh, they called LMO, like Labor Market Opinion. Mm -hmm. They gave me that, but I didn't I just ignore it. Why? Because I don't know how to 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 arrange all those papers. That time, and I still enjoying in Riyadh. And then, I don't know if uh, if you know that I was being hospitalized.
2: Mm. No,
1: I was uh, I was being comatose for three days. What happened? Uh just being, I was, I get pot and high blood pressure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like my blood was, goes up like 200 to 100 Whoa. and my duty was uh, sometimes 16 hours. So it's triggered me, those uh, high blood pressure and I was being comatose for three days. Yeah, that's why.
0: So you had a heart attack in Riyadh? Yeah, kinda. Of. And did they operate it on you? Well, I I know. They just uh revive they just
1: revive me for the nurse was uh, telling me the story just hey Kabayan, we revive you for two days for two or two night.
2: Hmm.
1: Because you're always passing out, you're always passing out, and they just what do you call that just, uh the wave. The shockwave mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my chest. Yeah, uh, defibrillator. Yeah. They did that to me for two to three times. That's what this nurse told me. It's a Filipino. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: I am very thankful for those Filipino nurses there. They didn't uh,
0: let me go. And they know that I have got a children. I got three children. Oh, so you were a hospital. Man, your family must be freaking out, man.
1: Yeah. That was really really bad. That's not really bad happened that time. Oh man. So that's what I remember when I was comatose. I told to my uh, my uh, roommate. Uh can you help me? I want to go to clinic. I just feel like uh I'm, I'm sweating. I'm sweating and Feel heavy, my head's heavy. And from that time, by the time that he called a, a cab, he called a cab. Mm-hmm. And that's the time I was shaking. I was shaking. Oh, I told him. That's the last word I give. I don't know if I can make it. That's it. I give up. I, that's the, the word that I say. Yeah, I passed up for three days. I didn't know that it's three days right? Oh, man. And I was in ICU. Hmm. That's pretty bad. Everyone's in the Philippines. Everyone's uh knows that I was dead already because the chances to live is like 80 20. It's not 50 50, it's
0: 80 20. 80% you're gonna die. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's bad experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and who was taking care of you then?
1: My roommate. That was my mentor that I told you.
0: Oh, so he was staying with you at the hospital? Yeah. MVP. Yeah. What a good guy.
1: Yeah. His name is Oliver.
0: Hey, shout out to Oliver, you son of a gun. You're MVP, man. (laughs) If you ever listen to this. Wow. You're a hero. Thank you.
1: My goodness. That's really bad.
0: Yeah. So after three days, you woke up and you were sent home?
1: No, not yet. I still stay in the hospital for uh, another week. After a week, then I got home at
0: uh home at Riyadh. Mm, and then you stayed you didn't you obviously when you got home you didn't it automatically work. You it, you had to rest no. still.
1: Yeah. I I rest like two months just at home. With paid, yeah. And they paid the hospital too.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it is actually a good company, like you said. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And then after a month they send me back home for you know a vacation, Philippines.
0: Fully paid? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's fully paid with vacation money. They send me back home for take a rest for a bit.
0: Oh, okay. By the way, all these things happening, we're talking about your experience. We still haven't even mentioned the experience of your wife and your kids, thinking about you and missing you. How was that?
1: Oh, that's really when, when my wife knows that I was being comatose Oh, she didn't sleep and she didn't tell to my kids. But they saw their mom that every day she's crying. And my mom was there for my wife. And my auntie, my brothers, or oh, just, just become God is good. It's it's good because uh I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. Yeah, praise God. Oh, thanks God. I'm still alive.
0: Mm, wow, yeah. man! Thank you for sharing that. It's a great story. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Oh, anyway, <laughs>
0: where are we now? <laughs> I don't want to reminisce that uh, kind of. <laughs> it's good as it's good reminder to don't do that again, right? Yeah. All right, so your aunt helped you move to Canada.
1: Yeah. They she provided me uh the LMO, they call it LMO that time. And it was 2012. Mm-hmm. He gave me that another LMO. And then okay, this is it. I think this is the time. And I fixed it by myself. I just yeah, I, I did. I fixed it. I tried to, I just follow all the procedure that I need to do, all the papers, and it's really hard. It's not so easy. You have to review it 10 times before you submit it. Otherwise, you're going to be denied. <laughs>
0: That's really hard. But you figured it out. So you at that time, you were in Riyadh, right? Did you go straight to Canada from Riyadh or did you go home first to the Philippines? No, I go I went home first. I, I went home
1: first 6 months from but uh since I was in Riyadh I started to to provide all the uh, the papers that I need because they asking about the police clearance, the uh, the uh what do you call that from the employer? Reference? Uh, yeah, the reference that you're working there.
2: Mhm.
0: So, yeah. that, that six months that you took, was that a personal vacation that you took to recuperate from your injury?
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Okay. So, after, and then when you finally somehow fixed yourself, you know, lost all those weights, tried to be healthy, that's when you went to Canada. Oh,
2: yeah. Mm.
0: So, when you arrived in Canada, where did you arrive? Which city? Calgary. I arrived at Calgary.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, because my auntie was there and all the branches of uh, Swiss Chalet and the main office is there uh-huh. of Swiss Chalet restaurant. I arrived there and I live with my auntie. Mm. And you work for her? Oh,
0: no. Very different uh different branch. Okay. What did you do? What were you doing?
1: Well, I, I work as a cook, even though I don't know how to cook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, really. I just, hey, I just learned here. Listen, it's Swiss chalet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like a restaurant that are like. Yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you just open a package, po- throw it on the pan, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. You know, you enjoyed that. But yeah, I enjoyed it. But. Uh...
1: Doing, I learned how to cook the steak, like the doneness in each steak,
2: hmm.
1: like from rare, blue rare, to medium medium I I learned from them. Mm. Yeah, People I just making salad, like <laughs> the salad.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, in Riyadh you had olive. In Canada, did you have an olive too?
1: No. Uh, no, there's no like Oliver here. It's just my aunt only. That's uh I keep on asking, Aunt uh, Auntie, what should I do if something like this it's just happened like this? All my questions was just asking for my aunt. Mm. You
0: didn't have a friend?
1: I got a friend, but uh we're not close like them. Like uh like Oliver.
2: Hmm.
1: We're not too close like that because that time I was in Calgary and then they sent me to another province. They sent me here, another branch. Oh, okay. Because this branch, this branch, Imagine Hut was three hours away from Calgary. Hmm. So another Pakikisama.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're just only we're
0: just only poor Filipino.
1: For Filipino.
2: Okay,
0: when did they when they sent you to Medicine Hat? Was there a house that you lived in? Did they set you up something, or did you have to find your own apartment?
1: Yeah, there is a house for Filipino. Uh, they asking me if I want to live with them,
2: hmm.
1: to live with them and you know, try to share some amount of money instead of paying the highest amount, the highest, you know payment for that apartment mm. so we can share that although the room was only two. So to the person who wants to 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 lay down on the floor,
2: mm. so
1: of course you just pay uh, the cheapest amount.
0: <laughs> Did you choose to live on to sleep on the floor?
1: Yeah. I just that. <laughs> yeah, I just that and then I just
0: buy some
2: mattress.
0: Mm. I can do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Was it a big apartment? How many rooms were there? Yeah, just two,
1: two rooms. And two rooms for people. Yeah. Mm. And just two rooms. So two of us was on the floor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Swiss lay sent you to Medicine Hat without even helping you find houses. They didn't give you extra money for that. No, they didn't give me. They didn't give me extra money. My aunt gave me extra money for
1: some for for a week, allowance for a week or two weeks. I, I don't know actually the, the amount of, uh, of the the price of the the food here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It just give me hundred bucks for one month. Okay. So from that time so I told to the other Filipino maybe I can pay that on the salary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For the house for the rent so they accept it okay then i from that time i just give it my my salary to them the share my share i mean i share but you still have to send money back home yeah i told to my wife that i can't i can't send yet whoa like maybe after a month before i can send it
0: well how are they they eating how are they living and the good thing is, uh, we
1: have a baseball store at the Philippines. So,
0: okay. Wow. Well, why did your aunt send you to Medicine Hat if she's in Calgary? Well, it's not uh, her decision, it's the boss decision.
1: Because they need uh, people here, manpower here. So, I can't do anything. I'm just a new guy here. I told them, oh, okay. I just keep on saying, okay, all right. So Filipino, yeah.
0: why can't you just say no? You told me to come here, and I'm working here.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not allowed actually. It's I just re- I just realized it's not allowed when I saw in the contract. It's mm. in the contract that I should work at this place, in this specific place, and not to send another branches, which is three hours away from this city, mm. this province. So, it's too late when I realize it. You, so, you didn't read the contract then? No. I just keep on signing. Because <laughs> it's in Canada, you know. Oh, I'm in Canada now. That's good. People heard when when people will be happy when you heard Canada. Oh, you work in Canada. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, just sign
0: and sign. Keep on signing. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. They think uh, mm. you landed in paradise. Yes.
1: That's what I thought to.
0: I, the first time I work
1: as a cook, I am crying because I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to do this. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I signed up for a
0: supervisor. What do you mean? Supervisor. Supervisor. It's a restaurant supervisor. And they made you a cook.
1: Wow. They made me a right?
0: Okay, I'll try
1: because that was the manager said. It's
0: fucking popcorn all over again.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's what the manager it's, it's told me that you have to know those things first before you become a supervisor. Then, oh, okay, I'll do it. You know, me, I always do it, whatever you want, okay? Then I'll do it. I'll do the, uh, the cook job. Then I almost cried because I don't know how. I almost I, I, I burn myself, left and right hand, all with burn. You can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I burn my finger. I burn my. Oh my god! Even my back, I burn it from the uh, routers array. Oh my god! Oh, because I don't know how to use that too. Mm. No one was uh, training you. No one's no one. They just told me. Oh, just keep doing this. Keep doing that because some of my, my friend here, my co-worker, Filipino co-worker, they just oh it's okay, you can use it like this, like that. Mm. I just watching them. I just watching them how to do it. Okay. And that's how you learned. Nobody, yeah, because nobody teach them to. You apply for a cook and you should know how to cook. And good thing there is a procedure, so we just part the
0: procedure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And after a few months. Did they make you a supervisor? No, it' not gonna
1: happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. I told to the manager. Well, I'm the manager. That's what she told me. The manager, I'm the manager, and I have a supervisor here. Oh, I'm the cook. Okay. And one more thing. The contract there is supervisor. When they come here to this store. And I sign again and it says I am kitchen helper. I am a kitchen helper.
0: Oh sh- they change it up. Yeah. And then
1: have you heard about that 2014 there's a moratorium? Hmm. There's a moratorium that all temporary porn workers it's uh, they stop they stop the temporary workers to take it from other uh, other country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we don't have any idea if they're going to to renew our contract, and the contract is just two years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all of us were almost going to uh, to reach the two years. Mm-hmm. They just tell me, don't apply it, don't apply it, don't apply for another job yet, okay? Uh, we're doing something to 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 get some another contract or to get another LMO. They call it LMO. But unfortunately, nothing. So they uh, the contract was expired. So again, we start thinking about, oh, because here, you know that, uh, here, you know that, you're not going to work without any work permit, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to renew your work permit. You go home because you're not allowed to work. Or you stay illegally. I don't, yeah, otherwise you stay illegal. Some of my friends, some of the temporary workers here, they went home. Mm. They went back home and some of them, they just... uh uh, take the risk they t- just take the risk to the other provinces to look for a job who is going to give another LMO okay yeah but that time I was giving my resume mm-hmm. I just I just thinking maybe oh, hopefully I'm still hoping that uh, somebody can give us a uh, another contract. Uh So I give all my resume to friends, to friends of their friends. Maybe you can ask your boss if they want some worker, Uh I'm a good worker. So the day of expiration of my contract is done. Then I was thinking, oh, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go, I'm here already. I'm here already, so I just went to i went to Edmonton Edmonton without any papers.
0: oh boy, D- did you know anyone from Edmonton? nope why Edmonton? <laughs> because one of my
1: coworker from here he went in Edmonton already hmm. and actually when you when when your contract expired, you still have three months to stay. Hmm. To look for another job. So for those three months, I, st- I look for another job. So one of my co-workers went to Edmonton and he's working as a uh, construction worker. Work as asbestos. That's cancerous. Yes. So he worked there and he asked me, but it's good, good money. Yeah, because you're going to get fucking cancer. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good money. I was thinking, okay, okay, I uh, I can't sleep that time. Then I decided to go there too, and to get some training, training for that uh, job.
0: What and kind of training,
1: job? I, asbestos.
0: No, I know what kind. What do you do? Like, like uh, demolition. Oh You have to demolish the God.
1: the whole building. The with the schools,
2: okay, you okay. have to
1: remove all the asbestos from that old uh, school. Yeah. Okay. I risk myself. I will risk myself. But I was thinking to to, to make a money just to go home. Oh, my God. Because I don't have a contract already. I just want money to buy a ticket. And that's it. That's what I'm thinking for. Okay. Then I paid for 500 for training. And they gave me a license to do that because I still have three months. So, well, I I did it. Oh, it's, it's really, it's not really hard work. It's not hard. It's not really hard
0: work. You might just get cancer and break in fucking walls. That's the thing. That's the thing.
1: But, uh, if you got training, so follow your training because you hope to, to be totally PPE, the, uh, all the things that you need to wear, cover your, even, even the dress here, you have to put some tape so that there's no fiber getting in
2: oh. from
1: that hole. So it's totally closed, uh-huh. totally closed, or make sure that there's no air coming in.
0: Wow. So you look like an astronaut.
1: It is, <laughs> But uh, those masks, there's a, it's like an oxygen, there's a machine here, you have to to wear that machine too wow while you are working inside it's really dark you can't even see the fiber that is plying
0: on uh, every surface yeah
1: that's really hard
0: shit. and i'm here complaining about my life
2: mm-hmm. wow. wow
0: you're still complaining
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good.
0: so how long did you do that
1: yeah i worked that for about seven months Seven months before somebody called me for another contract.
0: Okay, wait before you jump on. Um, so when you work for that asbestos construction company, they gave you a contract to stay in Canada, correct? No, no contract. So that it it's was illegal. Legal. Oh, yeah, it's God. under the table. And then someone somehow an angel sent you a contract. Who is this angel? How?
1: Uh, I I got a friend. It's a it's a Indian guy, Indian guy, East Indian. And then uh, he called me. He called me. Hey, Daryl. Uh, do you still want to work? Of course, go of course. But as long as it's legal, legal with all the papers. Yeah, there is papers, but it's not as so much as uh, the salary that you got there. That's that's fine. That's fine for me as long as it's we have all the documents. Then he said, "Okay, okay. So give me your give me your uh, passport, everything, your requirement. Send me out now. Now I need now because uh, this boss is waiting for it. They want Filipino. She wants Filipino, and it's Pizza uh, Seventy Three. This
0: woman is she Filipino?
1: No, she's white." Yeah, she own a pizza parlor. So, so give me a contract. Oh my God, I, was, I almost cried. Oh, thanks God, <laughs> thanks God, thanks God. You almost cried. You probably cried. Yeah, because it's it's not when you hear the salary. It just that's as much as the salary that you are earning from there.
0: Yeah, but you're not getting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bad thing. <laughs> what where was that? Where was this pizza parlor? Uh
1: here in Medicine Hat, they just called me. And it was uh 2015.
0: So you send the resume and this woman called you and said, Hey, come by, I'm taking you. Yeah. So you have to move back to Medicine Hat.
1: Yeah. So I have to go move back her. Uh, need uh She just needs all my requirements,
0: passport, everything. Yeah, but you're illegal though. You know what I mean? Yeah. How did I you pull that off? Oh, because you have... Wait. I still have months because three months, then another three months here. No, but you work... So before you went to the asbestos place, right? Yeah. Three months is going to be up soon. But you said mm-hmm. you work at the asbestos place for seven months. Yeah, before that I applied another. I didn't expect that the work permit
1: will coming. Another year will come from the old uh, from the old uh, contract that I have before. I didn't expect that. Okay. So another three months. So it will be like six months. Six months. Yeah, three plus yeah,
0: three is six, like six bro. months. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so six months I didn't I didn't expect that oh oh shit then but you said seven months there's one month different is that the month that
2: you mm, work as it's, illegally
1: it's okay it's okay it's okay because okay. I asked the uh, one of the consultant mm-hmm. I asked him uh, he, she said it's okay
0: so the work wasn't uh, illegal you said the work was illegal but it's not yeah it's illegal because I don't
1: have a contract for them but supposed to be our our job there so I work as a best, right mm. the salary is supposed to be is 40 more than 40 above mm. but they just give me our salary on that is just
0: $22 oh my fucking god
1: yeah it's it's illegal because it's illegal so take the risk so
0: i take the risk wait it's not illegal because you have papers I mean, they're jacking you off with the price. So it's not really illegal what you're doing. It's what they're doing is illegal. Okay. Right? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, um, yes. I mean, Yes, yes. <laughs> it is. They're yes. jacking up. Yeah, they're promising you, oh, you can stay, you can stay, you can stay. Because they're fucking mm. wa- saving so much money from you guys. Because yes. you guys are desperate, which obviously makes sense. Yeah. So don't say it's illegal. It's not, it, you made it sound like you were the bad guy. No, they're the mm-hmm. bad guy and you were doing whatever you need to do to save your life and your family despite, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing. So let's go back to the pizza place. You moved back to Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat. Where did you stay?
1: Where? Uh, from the, from the Indian guy. He has a place. I, I went to him hmm
0: shout out to this indian guy what's his name rahul shout out to rahul you son of a gun you're an angel
1: yeah he is
0: so you work at the pizza place for how long
1: uh
0: four years Mm -hmm. and the whole time you haven't been back home or did you visit i went back home for just 10 days 10 days? Yeah,
1: just to get an NBI.
0: What do you, like, why do you need that paper?
1: For my permanent residency here. So they asking it because I was was applying for the residency here. It takes like two years to approve. Holy shit. Four months, yeah. Whew, man. Yeah, so... I saved money to go back home just to get that uh, NBI because when you you take it from here, it takes too long and expensive here. Mm -hmm. So in 10 days, I went back home. So at the same time, I went back home. So I miss Philippines. (laughs) So (laughs) I asked my boss, maybe you can allow me to go back home for 10 days just to get this uh, requirement.
0: So... You went back home and then you finally get back to Canada, got all the papers. How long did it take for you to bring your family to Canada?
1: Well, at first, I just take my wife first. I just take my wife because uh, I can't afford for the whole family. So I asked my, ask my wife, Venice, uh, can you help me now? I think it's. I put it really hard now. I really struggle in the work now because uh, I don't have off I I didn't take day off because for those week that I'm working I I have two days off mm. and for that two days off I need to deliver you know to earn some money
0: delivering so pizza
1: I yeah I delivered instead of taking off instead of uh, lying down back home watching TV you no know, I can't I can't do that I have to earn because I have a lot of credit <laughs> Credit cards, oh my god, you know, for fixing all the papers that's really struggled for me, and I still have to send money to my mom too. My brother,
0: wow, that's amazing, man, you're an angel! So, yeah, you f- asked your wife to join you, she finally yeah, joined to join you me
1: to help, yeah, to help me so that we can
0: take the kids here. Mm-hmm. And how long did it take you for to take the kids? Just a year.
1: Yeah. That's really yeah.
0: hard. You must be happy when they arrived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that
1: uh, Lopas were being together like this mm-hmm. in another country. Because uh, I was... I, I got being low morale that, uh, oh, I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to complete all the requirements. I think If, if that's so, I will not go other country anymore. I just stay at home. I'll just stay at Philippines in the business, in my business and selling vegetables, just that I don't want to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. But remember when you were doing that, you were so worried how to feed your kids, how to take care of them. But but your morale was so low that you didn't care. Whatever, i will just got to go home. At least I'm with them.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Oh man, it's hard,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Very thankful. I'm very thankful. Everybody's here now.
0: I'm thankful. That's a great thing. Being grateful is the best way to be happy.
1: Yeah. That's the best thing that happened to me ever.
0: <laughs> I'm happy for you, buddy. I'm happy for you. So yeah, we're, thanks. Uh, we're let's close it out. Cause, um, All right. Okay. If someone is planning on migrating, what would you tell them to expect and what advice would you give them?
1: Uh, well, just uh, if you have... A dream. Don't don't let your dream remain a dream. Just do something to make it possible. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Mm.
0: Well said, well said. Anyways, buddy, thank you so much for being so open and sharing those stories. I mean, they were amazing stories. And you gained so much respect from me just hearing those stories, the things that you had to go through. You're a hero
1: oh thank you
0: thank you for doing the podcast buddy i really appreciate it no worries anytime all right bye bye again bong thank you for coming on the podcast i really do appreciate it thank you listeners for listening this is Aaron deliosa for an immigrant's life i'll see you guys later